was like, so oh, I'm tired. Imagine if you have a beauty brand called like Lexi by Lexi Rimmel. Do you think people would think it's your brand? Like, obviously. <laughs> Casual, the mother-daughter podcast where generation gaps and pop culture overlap. I'm Lexi, pop culture encyclopedia and alleged inspo behind Matilda's Miss Honey. And my daughter, Charlotte, stay-at-home daughter, corporate law dropout. That's me. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Mum. How are you today? Very well today. The puppy's sleeping. I'm happy. Yeah, thank God. I had a nervous breakdown last night. I wish you'd sleep more at night. But anyway, we won't bore our listeners with that. (laughs) Coming up on today's episode, Charlotte, I'm very interested in this because it's something I know very little about. Why does every celebrity have a beauty brand? But first, let's start with our recommendations for the week, Mum. What have you got for me? I have two Instagram accounts that I'm enjoying at the moment, Charlotte. Mm -hmm. And they are more for uh, my vintage than your vintage, but they're my people. Yeah, what are they? They are called Goodbye Crop Top and Liberty Road. (laughs) And they're both aimed at women of, you know, let's say over 40-ish. And I enjoy both of them very much, so I think some of our listeners will too. Are they fashion? What's the content? They're a little bit of everything, you know. Lifestyle. You know I love a bit of an inspirational quote. Okay, so lifestyle Uh, is what we'd call that. Fashion too. Charlotte, what are your recommendations for this week? Okay, uh, this is in line with my recommendation from last week, which was Vanderpump Rules, which I do recommend and you can watch the reunion. You can watch the last season without having ever watched it. But my recommendation this week is an article from the cut that says Ariana Maddox is making a fortune from all of this. And it opens with, you've heard of the revenge body and revenge dress. Now welcome to the world of revenge spawn as in sponsored content. So she is handling this breakup so well. She's making so much money. She's got a Uber eats and Uber one campaign that's on television right now in the U S she's did a paid revenge dressing campaign with Bloomingdale's. She's gained a bunch of followers in a very short span. And I don't think that's what always happens when these kind of internet scandals, but I think she's an inherently likable person Mm. to the same effect that her cheating ex, Tom Sandoval, is an incredibly unlikable person. And she's clearly smart enough. She's, you know, using it to sell hundreds of thousand dollars worth of merchandise for her yet-to-be-open sandwich shop business. Like. I think it really goes to show, you know, for someone that we've only seen in this kind of superficial light in a reality TV show, Mm. has gone through something incredibly traumatic, Mm. but has handled herself so well and is clearly a very clever woman and to see kind of how she's cashing in on people being obsessed with, you know, this tragic part of her life. You have to suffer in public, you might as well benefit from it can I just add another recommendation there on that same topic yeah for anyone that wants a laugh go on TikTok or YouTube or whatever wherever you can watch your little clips and Google (laughs) that's the most boomer thing I've ever heard you say excuse me and um Google Tom's what's his name Sandoval's band oh they're so bad it is hilarious talk about someone 
delusional think, delusional thinking he is a rock star he's he pays these musicians tuneless. for context he pays his band like the musicians in the band thousands of dollars like they it's not an organic band it's like a guy that's gotten a bit of money and he's like yeah i'm gonna do this i will put some of those up on oh, the tiktok so funny I it's just so embarrassing. If I have a spare five minutes, I watch and have a good If you're good feeling old, bad at your, good, yourself, yeah. No, I don't even have to feel bad. Just when I've got five minutes to feel, I watch and have a little giggle. It's pretty bad. Oh, he's terrible. We're going to start off, Mum, by playing a game where I'm getting you to list as many celebrity beauty brands as Ooh. you can in 30 seconds. Okay, I'm not going to be good at this. But, yeah, we can, try You me. can ask. Go. Fenty? Yep. Um, Ky- Kylie Jenner? Kylie? Is that King Kylie? I'll give, you, I'll Kylie. give you that. Kylie Beauty, Kylie Skin. Kylie Beauty, Kylie Skin. Um, doesn't somebody do lashes? Um, Lots of people do lashes. Oh, gosh. Think about... Perfumes. Uh, Jen- Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. I remember her doing one at Sephora. Don't know what it's called. Um... Think about big makeup. Big makeup. I have a bunch of this stuff. Okay, you've done. All right. Sorry. So you got. I'm really. Okay. This is not my area of expertise. So you got Fenty and Kylie. Yeah, I'm impressed I got Fenty, but I don't know who did Fenty. Rihanna. Oh, we'll okay. be talking about that. Charlotte, how many can you name in 30 seconds? Go. Okay. Goop, Rare Beauty, Item Beauty, um, Fenty, I don't know if that counts. Kylie Skin, Kylie Beauty, um, White Diamond, Elizabeth Taylor, Britney Spears perfume line, um, Paris Hilton perfumes, uh, Beyonce has perfumes. Of course she does. Um, Gwen Stefani had perfumes. I don't know if she still has them. Jessica Simpson had one dessert. Okay, that was actually really hard. See, and you're the guru on makeup compared to me. It's... When you're on the spot, it's it's hard. But needless to say, everyone at the very least seems to have. Can you just tell me what there was one that you named first or second? I've never heard of it. Rare um, Beauty. I rare. Think. Who's that? Oh my god, um, that's one of the ones I thought you'd know. That no. is Selena Gomez's brand, and that is one of the more successful beauty brands. Rare Beauty. Never heard of it. So really, I think the first. Uh, celebrity brand as such was Elizabeth Taylor with her perfumes which wasn't which was only in the 1980s when she started that but is does that count as a celebrity brand because was that her baby or was she just again the face of it so typically with perfumes celebrities have had little input they might have just been like oh I like this smell this but Elizabeth Taylor although she wasn't kind of you know the one funding the brand to begin with that was owned separately she was very heavily involved and would spend a lot of time marketing it promoting it was very heavily involved in the creative process because she actually made more money from perfume than her movie career so she was a it it was profitable for her she wasn't just paid a like as a face as a model no she wasn't just paid like an endorsement or licensing deal and that's why she kind of put a lot of effort into it and it kind of came about uh, you know after she had gotten a bit older she wasn't acting as much she'd 
put on weight you know Hollywood at that time didn't want to see older women a lot mm. so Let alone older chubby women mm, so she it kind of gave her a second career mm. and it made a bunch mm. of money yeah and the next one I remember would be Jessica Simpson yeah but before that um Iman the model David Bowie's yes wife, wife. she had Iman beauty and that was the early 90s like 94 and either Cindy Crawford or Christy Turlington also had a makeup brand but I don't think they were huge or at least don't have the international notoriety and success Mm. so you get to the late 90s and early 2000s and you see the rise of the celebrity perfume yes really I remember that in a big way so you had J-Lo you had Beyonce you had Britney which was one of the the biggest ones and still to this day Mm. um still to this day yeah yeah and is Um, that because it smells really good or because of her mega fans I think now it would be its affordability and it is actually a lot of them are actually quite nice fragrances so yeah you had pretty much every celebrity you could think of who was majorly famous in the early in the 2000s, in the noughties generally, at some point, had a line. Then in kind of the mid-2000s, Jessica Simpson had this line called Dessert Beauty. I remember that. And it was edible beauty, so it was, like, quite creative. You Mm. could, like, eat the bath bombs and the gels and it all smelled like desserts. I felt that was more for kids, but I suppose it was teenagers. Yeah, probably girls in the early 20s. It was very hyper-feminine, but... It kind of was a bit of a flash in the pan and she was more of a celebrity spokesperson. Like she wasn't – it wasn't her brand. She wasn't in creative control of Mind it. you, as far as I know, she learnt from that mistake because she's made a mozza from her clothing line. Yes. So maybe she, she had poor advice in the beginning with her beauty but she's – switched it and gone into fashion yeah with her jeans and stuff in Mm. like Coles I think in America Mm. Coles with the K not Coles down the road yeah it's huge yeah um and then you kind of have in the late 2000s early 2010 that's when that's I sound like that's oh sorry it was Cindy Crawford who had the line then Miranda Kerr and um Jessica Alba kind of emerged around like 2010, 2011. So Jessica Alba started Honest Beauty, which is all about like clean beauty. Jennifer, not Jennifer, Gwyneth Paltrow started Goop around then. And Miranda Kerr started Cora Organics, which was organic skincare. So that was when we really saw the beginning of like eco wellness, natural beauty begin in earnest. And those three all created those businesses they weren't kind of endorsed licensing things they were startups Mm. that got I know Honest Beauty and Goop you know at least I'm not sure about Cora but they got venture capital investments and stuff like a regular like a regular startup so they have kind of they're still around today because they're not like a quick grab at money for them no yeah, so after um, Goop, Jessica Alba, who was next and when? When did it really – so it have been Kylie or – Yeah, so it was kind of Kylie and Kylie Jenner 
and Rihanna in the mid 2010s so like 2014 2015 I think was when Kylie Jenner launched Kylie Cosmetics and that blew the market wide open she Kylie Jenner went crazy so every it was so crazy because she basically invented this whole brand and trend of her getting the lip, lip filler that's right and that has honestly that started everyone getting lip filler even to this day and normalizing fillers because but then she sold lip kits didn't yes she? so she got lip injections mm. and she was saying to everyone no I just overline my lips for the longest time and anyone who has any well, there's plenty of nails about her with very thin lips. Yeah, exactly. Anyone who has any nails of like makeup or cosmetic injectables would know that's impossible mm. to get that look. And so then she, on that basis, she started Kylie Cosmetics and she said, this is what I use. Like, and all the um, lipsticks were in, had names like after sisters or family members. Very and they clever. were like, this hideous liquid lipsticks and it came lipstick liquid lipstick and a liner really and they cost a fortune they would sell out in seconds they were so hard to get in australia couldn't meet up with the demand obviously and or was that a marketing thing it could have been Keep but i think they scarce. generally had so much popularity of course and they looked terrible like they were matte they Ugh. dried your lips out i never bought them but i just it was a very like gothy kind of look, but that's right. when Kylie Jenner was in what was called like her King Kylie era where she was, you know, like. What does that mean, King Kylie? That's what she would call herself. That was the name of her like Snapchat account. Right. And she kind of had this like edgy, like real leather jacket, distressed jeans. Mm. Like she set the fashion trends for the 2015 to 2017, I would say. Yes. Era. Um and a lot of that was Kylie Cosmetics with the lip kits and she grew that from there and then started Kylie Skin. Um, but and is now a billionaire. Allegedly. There was some scuffle about whether Forbes really checked the numbers or people took a lot of issue with Forbes named her a self-made billionaire and it's like, well, you're not self-made because you're a Kardashian Jenner. Um, so there was a bit of argy-bargy about that and whether Forbes metrics of measuring people's wealth are accurate Look, we've watched the show plenty mm. and she never seems to be working that hard to me well on the tv show anyway well maybe that was when she was younger like now she's no I remember when they used to always show her in an office and she'd always just be floating oh, around true, getting true. glammed and yeah playing with stormy and I, I think Chris is clearly. Chris is very involved in Kylie Cosmetics. That's why I like Kylie's kind of her favorite at the moment. Right. Um, so I think Chris is probably quite dominant. Um, but it's really it's a lot easier now for celebrities to make their brands because they can contract um, cosmetic factories and cosmetic chemical factories for like skincare and stuff. Yeah. So for example, pretty early on, people worked out that quite an affordable brand called ColourPop that's online has really great stuff for the price range, has like very similar products to Kylie Cosmetics. They're made in the same factory, that's why. Right. So that's why there's all these things that, you know, would, are now available to celebrities. They don't have to build it build from, it from the, ground the ground up or... if they don't want to. She sold part of her business, is that right? She sold it in 2019. Apparently she sold a 51% stake in Kylie Cosmetics 
to um, the big beauty company Coty, which they own a lot of like um, designer perfume brands and so like Dior Beauty and Chanel Beauty and all that. That's owned by Coty. Um, so Kylie Jenner successful. I would say the popularity of Kylie Cosmetics has fallen off quite a bit. Hasn't really innovated, kept up with the times. Same with Kylie Skin. It's like there's no way that you use this cheap crap and you know like no. Um, she's got what 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 do you think she would use as someone that knows her style she would use like la mer la prairie yeah. augustina spada like all skin suiticals all the like mega yeah cosmeceutical stuff but around that same time rihanna also launched fenty beauty now fenty is different story because it's now owned by lvmh but also rihanna it was her creative vision. She put a lot of her own money into it. She's kind of – she hasn't released an album since she came out with Fenty. Like Fenty – It's taking her is, energy. Yeah, is really like a, her startup. And it became so successful, A, because of her brand recognition, but B, because it was really an innovative brand and in, in the way that it created so many shades for people of all different skin cuts. Tone. So, like, her first foundation that she released, she released it in, like, 50 shades, which no one had done before then. And not just having, like, a dark tone, having, like, dark Inclusive. tones with, like, different undertones and all the way to really, mm. really dark skin. So smart. It was so smart. And then, you know, some brands have gone on to try and copy that a bit. But she and Fenty are really, like, the front on the frontier lines forging the path for inclusive beauty which was obviously where you know the zeitgeist was and the conversation was turning anyway in a lot of aspects of culture like it's not okay that someone can't find a product in their shade because they're too dark-skinned yes um and they do create really good quality good products quality. so you would rate fenty products yeah i've got fenty lipstick um lip gloss but so i know i've been talking a lot because you know this is You're kind of expert. my area of interest. This is my basically rollers, as you <laughs> say. Um, but is there a celebrity beauty brand that you have tried or maybe the woman of your generation would be using? I think the only celebrity beauty brand I actively went out and tried was Trini by Trini Woodhull from um, the show what not to wear what not to wear and that we should have talked about that on the bloody arm and mum episode last week i know that was so much fat shaming on that show it wouldn't float these days no um but not so much because i idolized trini but she really sold those products well as being made to hide the flaws of aging Mm. And they're actually good products. So one, she's a good marketer marketer, and has produced a great product and did a very good job selling it, I think. Do and you still have any of the products? I don't. I had um, – I can't even remember what but I But what you chose not to repurchase them so they can't have been that well, great. Well, I'm – you know, I'm not a slave to – beauty as you know you're just naturally gorgeous oh yes I'm not really that vested and fascinated by it so yeah I would purchase it again if it was really convenient 
to get, which it's not here. Yes, it is. They have a shop in Bondi Junction. Exactly. So it's online. Mm, true. Lazy. There are a few things that I, I really liked that I would go for again, but. Any yeah. any products come to mind? Um, There is one that was. The, the blurring primer. Yes, you like yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, that was basically like rubbing your face with Vaseline. Like a... Well, it was. It used to fill in the cracks around <laughs> your eyes. So it's. <laughs> so instead of getting Botox or a facelift, it's like Sally's you, gap filler you in put, your face. You put this putty stuff in your eyes. It did work though. I think it was called Miracle Blur or something. Yeah, I think it's just like a bunch of silicone, basically. Probably. And probably you just puttied up the cracks for a bit. Yeah, you sell so I would buy that again. Or I have we to could say. go to Bunnings and get you some gap fillers. Oh, that is so rude <laughs> and disrespectful what you're saying it was these lines are character i know but if you're feeling if you're filling them up like why pay the price so trini's really the only i guess celebrity brand i've ever been influenced to go for yeah whereas i think obviously now there's so many and you may walk into sephora or mecca and not even realize that something's a celebrity brand Sure, if then if name's you don't, not all yeah, over if you it. don't know it, like you would see yeah. rare beauty in Sephora. I would have no idea. Oh, Fenty, mm. like you knew Fenty. I knew Fenty, yeah. but as an example, I think if you're not into it, now there's a lot of brands that aren't called like you know Jennifer Aniston Beauty oh, or something. I know. I tried Living Proof. Yes, so Jennifer Aniston owns a stake in Living Proof, but it's not her company. Now, I had no idea she was anything to do with Living yeah. Proof. I just tried the shampoo because I was desperate for a good shampoo. I didn't mind it. I used that for a bit. I've got some that I'm using now just to get rid of it. But um, Yeah, they have decent stuff. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. But I I didn't link it with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, she's so. not um, like a face of it. She just owns a a large stake of and it. And I believe I've also used, and you might need to quickly get the information up, Jennifer Garner has a hair product as well that I used because it was for thinning, ageing <laughs> So you have been influenced. I was influenced. I'm influenced by her. If I had children, I'd, I'd use her... Um, yeah, she has like a... Organic baby food yeah. called Once Upon a Farm. Yeah, maybe if you have grandchildren one day. For now, you've got a puppy. I'd give it to Banjo. <laughs> I think that's excessive. Plus, she is someone I love, so I would be easily influenced that yeah. anything she touched is good because yeah. she just radiates goodness. I can't imagine her flogging something that wasn't up to standard. No, America's sweetheart. Yeah, so she, she had something to do with her hair. She could have just been a spokesperson, but I think it was virtue hair. No, she uses it. She, What's it called? Virtue yeah. Labs. I don't. She's a spokesperson. Yeah, for it, she doesn't own. That's a different ball game. True. That's just that's, that's not what we're talking about. If we're talking celebrity endorsements, true. It would okay. be like a twenty-five part series, and we would have no one left listening. Do you know the only celebrity endorsement I can think of from back in the day that they actually owned and made a gazillion of was nothing to do with beauty. It was a thing called the Thigh Master, <laughs> and it was a bit like that Pilates thing you use where you stick it between your legs and yeah. and grip it, and it was a woman called Suzanne Summers, a famous blonde bombshell TV star, uh, 
and she made a gazillion out of the thigh master. So um, she was smart. She Yeah, there's also like Newman's own by Paul Newman, like Newman, the, which was, which for, was charity. for charity. Yeah. You know that his daughters actually sued the company recently no. because they weren't giving away enough of their profits. Yeah. yeah. Which was like what he founded it for. But anyway, that's not beauty, that's and the George Foreman Grill, of course. Yeah, so there's always been celebrity endorsements and some degree of like celebrity businesses. Ownership, yeah. But I think now with the things like you can contract factories, chemists, you can do licensing, you can be mm. as involved or as uninvolved, or you can be like Lady Gaga and Rihanna with House Beauty, House Labs and Fenty Beauty, and like treat it like a startup, get funding from venture capital firms and run that as a full business same as selena gomez and rare beauty and i think those are the ones that are the most successful in a way because they're not fully dependent on the celebrity they can kind of stand Stand alone so if the celebrity wants to sell their stake in it they may be able to weather that and continue existing Mm. on that note what would you say makes a good celebrity beauty brand from my point of view, it still has to come down to the product. So you might initially buy it because, like for me, with Trini. Jennifer Garner or Trini, not so much Trini, but Jennifer Garner, I would think, okay, I trust you. I think you're a good person. I'm going to buy. If you say this is good, I believe it's good. A bit like Oprah with her Oprah's recommendations. Like yeah. I've tried lots of those things because you just – like she wouldn't them. let me down. She would not let me down, my Oprah. But <sighs> if the product doesn't stand up, you're never going to repurchase. And so it, yeah, it lowers your level of trust in the celebrity and what they endorse. Although maybe I, I'm incorrect because the Kylie lip kit obviously wasn't all it was cracked up to be. But well, the company is not built on the lip kit. No, no, no. I'm saying the company is not does not have the popularity that it once had. Yeah, like you're not seeing people rushing to Sephora for Kylie's skin, you're not seeing stuff sell out in seconds. So there you go. It's It actually proves what I say. If you don't have the product to back it up, then it's never going to last. So you might initially make a purchase because you think, oh, I love Kylie or yeah, but Britney Spears seven or whatever. Years down the line. But Britney Spears's perfume clearly isn't just selling because of Britney Spears. It's well, no. selling because it smells good and it's priced well. Yeah, and it also now has the nostalgic factor. So people might, you know, see it in yes. Chemist Warehouse or Priceline and go... Remember when we loved Britney? Yeah, remember when I wore this when I was 13? Like I wonder, oh, I just... And smell has such a... Um, has you, you is so strongly linked to memory, right? It is, definitely. So I think that is also a big yes. part of its sales. Maybe I should launch a Bay City Rollers uh, fragrance. Uh, let's the not... Highlands of Scotland. Oh, jeez. I don't think anyone would buy that. I'm not Come convinced on. with that pitch. Another interesting point is that the celebrity fragrance market, speaking of, really dropped off after the 2008 recession. Did it? Yes. Um, because... People got kind of sick of it, like, because every celebrity had it. Had one, yeah, overkill. Uh, it was overkill and I think brands weren't willing to kind of take a chance on new fragrance. There wasn't enough money going around to create new ones. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Ariana Grande is pumping them out. Like, she's made, she? she's making quite good, quite successful ones. Um, but apparently now only three celebrities currently appear 
on market research company Euromonitor's ranking of global fragrance sales. Okay. So Britney Spears comes in at 102, Liz Taylor still 92. Still. And wow. the surprise winner is Antonio Banderas at number no. 54. Yeah. Is that a male fragrance or I for ass- women? I assume male, yeah. No so way. it's it's interesting and Antonio I've, Banderas puts in boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you want to smell like puss in boots? Zorro. Um, but it's so I actually think and it's interesting to see that now we're kind of entering a period where there's a bit of a recession in a lot of areas. And I've been seeing a lot on social media, a lot of people talking about, you know, the market's a bit oversaturated with celebrity makeup and beauty brands and mm. cosmetics. People are getting a bit sick of it. And well, I wonder what's going to be the next thing. So there'll be in the wellness and, you know, everything's clean and I think, yeah, I no think this, animal testing. There's going to be another. I do think that the celebrity beauty brand has kind of hit its peak right now. And I think it will be interesting to see which brands will be around in five, ten years and will stand on their own. Well, who do you think will be around in five or ten years? Fenty? Fenty, House Labs, which is Lady Gaga. Okay, why? Because for the same reason as Fenty, quality products, um, she is not like the full spokesperson. It's not about her. It's, it's more about the product. The product yeah. It's like you, buy, you know it that Lady Gaga is behind it, mm. but that's not the central f- selling point. Mm. Um, Rare Beauty, I think, by Selena Gomez. Really? Because they have continued to be very innovative in their products and, and being a bit of a market. that's in murder in the... Buildings. Buildings. Yeah. Is that, yeah. Justin Bieber's ex-girlfriend. Uh, the Disney girl. Yeah. Yep. Wizards of Waverly Place, that one. Really? Been all over the news. I yeah. never knew she had that. So she kind of that went really well because she kind of linked it all into like and sold it as she uses makeup as her self-care and it like okay mental health and makes her feel so is this something that sold at like sephora mecca rare beauty is at sephora fenty's at sephora well i think house labs is also at sephora so they seem to be more maybe it's because of like a global Sephora deal. I wonder with so the celebrity the beauty. Main ones you think will last into? Yeah, I also think Rose Ink by Rosie Huntington Whiteley may have some longevity. So she's a model. Um, you would recognise her. I know. Married to Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah, I know who she um, is. British model, but all her makeup, it's very know. clever. Comes in um, like reusable, refillable packaging. So it's kind of got that zeitgeisty that is clever eco sustainability factor Mm. so it's like you invest in the more expensive product at the beginning and then you can buy a refill for cheaper um i mean charlotte tilbury does that with some of her products does she yeah i mean you could say charlotte tilbury is a celebrity brand in a way because she was a celebrity makeup artist and had a bit of a profile not a huge one for those, mm. like not like Lady Gaga, like not everyone knew who Charlotte Tilbury was. Mm. But because she was a celebrity makeup artist, she had a lot of, knew a lot of celebrities and had them in her back pocket to endorse that, her. That's a bit like Bobby Brown too. A hundred percent. She was the same. So I think obviously those brands do have longevity yes. because of that. I like Bobby Brown's new brand. Jones, Jones Road. Road. Yeah. I think that's also more marketed at Older. your age category because a lot of the products are very hydrating and stuff in a way that is too much for younger skin yeah Yeah. I I really like that I've got a few of their things and 
I'm going to say I think Trini will last too simply because she is, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like she's marketing to my age group. Yeah. I there's not a lot for us out there. I think yes and no. I think she her thing is marketing from like, this may be critical of me, but from like seeing the products and like testing some of them with you. I know they're developed for your skin, but like looking at the ingredients, the mm. formulations, doing my own research, they're actually not that high quality. I think they're quite gimmicky and I think it's a matter of education. So if she's educating your generation and saying this product does this and she's kind of got your audience captured, but I think it may be. Because she's very instructive on Mm. how to, because we're not as confident applying makeup. Mm. We're we're not, we didn't grow up in the YouTube school of makeup application like you guys did. So Trini was very good at um, doing, you could do like this online colour match. and I mean, she yeah, heaps it, of brands do that, but she's... She really aimed at it. At, and so I think a lot of people, you just want to go and have someone tell you what to do. So... Yeah, I think that's... But I, I do take your point about the quality because the fact is haven't I haven't... I haven't repurchased. Whereas Charlotte Tilbury, I've repurchased time and time again. Yeah, so I think it would be just a matter of someone else coming on the scene who is similarly True. instructive similarly aimed at your age category True. and makes products that are up there with the quality like charlotte tilbury like i think jones road will mm. give her a run for her money Again, is that sold here um I'm not sure i don't maybe so i think brands are preying upon a lot of older women's lack of knowledge and confidence in makeup Mm. by saying this is for you we'll show you how to do this like this is for older women and you're going oh great yes not looking into it and not listening to your daughters possibly we're too busy looking after our grandchildren you mean the dog i mean the dog but they're taking advantage of that and like you know well, they're you, not taking advantage. Not, well, they're, they're smart. In, yeah, that's they're taking advantage of the knowledge gap and marketing you a less quality product <laughs> mm. rather than they know that those other brands are or, not doing right. the work. If you were a woman of my age, what, yeah. what product would you use? Well, for what? Like that is the broadest question. See, and there I think lies the difference. We like to... Yeah, but you know, you, when I'm there's sp- not a singular makeup I'm, product. And this is what I'm pointing out, if you let me speak. Mm-hmm. In the day back in the day, you were either an Estee Lauder girl or a Clinique girl or a Revlon girl, and you went to their counter and you stuck, you know, you'd use their makeup and their skincare. Mm. You really didn't mix things. You were very loyal. So who was your brand? Uh I my first beauty brand, I was very into beauty when I was a teenager, believe it or not. And my first beauty brand was Clinique. That's such a classic. I still feel like people get them, their mums take them to the Clinique counter like to mm. get foundation when they... Grandma thought I was ridiculous because she used Pond's cold cream and <sighs> Pears soap. Oh, yeah, don't need any of that nonsense. But, uh, yeah, I've, I went all the way with the Clinique and wore all the Clinique makeup and... Um, yeah, then, of course. Yeah, that's interesting because obviously, I mean, but if you think about it like clothes, you know, you wouldn't go, you might have a favourite clothing brand, but you wouldn't go to them for everything because you know that other brands would make well, a better. it was just me, but I feel like everyone sort of wore like one, like I had friends who, you know, they 
you know, wore Estee Lauder perfume, had all the Estee Lauder makeup and it was about it all looking nice and all in the same packaging. I mean, people like that. People have like, you know, want their dresses or their makeup areas to look all nice with all the pretty packaging. And you might have a favourite brand that you have more of, but you might be, I think now because information is so accessible and readily available about all the different products you want, you can go, okay, this, this is what I want. I want, say, for example, a powder bronzer for a light skin tone that is not centered for my sensitive skin. And you can punch that all into Google and find products that match up with that at all the different price ranges. And the best option for you and what you want from a product Mm. may not be your favorite brand. brand. Yes. Yeah. So I think again, well, when we look in your makeup drawers, mm, I just you're bamboozled. Not, I would not know where to put most of that stuff, and I love it that you find it really relaxing and you really enjoy all of that, and it's almost a hobby, isn't it? Yeah, it is definitely a hobby, and also it's almost like I think you know, like adult coloring in or like yes. painting. It's very. I mean, there's a reason they call it makeup a makeup artist right like Mm. you're working with brushes and like liquids and powders and it's all Mm. the layering and you can be quite creative with the coloring and be like oh am I going to do the same am I going to do something differently and it's almost quite meditative like sitting there with the you know brushes and concentrating um in the same way that like painting or coloring in is yeah there's a, a bit of a similarity there well I have one more question for you yeah if you had to pick a celebrity brand, mm. which one would it be? Um, could I say Charlotte Tilbury? I mean, I don't know if that's a makeup artist brand, so I don't know if that really counts. Well, I'll let But you. if not... I don't know enough about it to... If not, I would then say Rare Beauty. I do like... I do love Fenty, but I... A lot of their stuff is more um, like heavy makeup application. I love the Fenty lip glosses. Okay, but I can't retain this stuff. Who's Rare Beauty again? Selena Gomez. Oh, this, I'm very impressed with this. I'll have to have a look. Oh, I've got some stuff I can show you. Okay. Like she's one of her most famous product mm. is a liquid blush mm. that general, genuinely blush. all you need is literally like a pin prick like a bobby pin prick Mm. and it gives you the most coverage like if you used it like you would a normal liquid blush like put a couple of dots (laughs) which i did the first time even though that like i've seen the videos i've seen the you get you it's like (laughs) roll up roll up you know the lighting in my bathroom is so good i could be really looking like a clown but it's incredible scaring the little kids like innovation um stuff that you can kind of sheer out build up I like usually more of a natural no makeup clean kind of look and her stuff you can do that but also build up to more intense makeup well I haven't tried her so I can't I can't you can dip into my I will collection but I would answering my own question I would also say Charlotte Tilbury but yeah does I that, feel like she's... Does that count? No, she's only a celebrity if you were into makeup maybe before. And I'm really useless to answer the question because I haven't tried King Kylie or... Um, <laughs> Kylie Cosmetics. Fenty or... Uh, what is it? Um, 
Cora Beauty. What are you? There's Cora is um, Miranda Kerr. Miranda Kerr. That's skincare though. I haven't tried anything like that, so I can't comment. But yeah, I don't really have a favorite celebrity brand. That's good. You're open to trying. You're not being conned with marketing. No, I think I'd be hard to con with marketing because I'm. Well, you're not into beauty in the same no. way, so it's like even if. But yeah. if Jennifer Garner did come out with a makeup line, True. you could I would be, be I would be heavily into it, yeah. Because so Jennifer I just Garner, if it. you're listening. Oprah too, Oprah. If she um, endorses something, I immediately trust her. Yeah, but she her. doesn't have her own stuff. She doesn't, She just no, does she, like Oprah's book clubs or like Oprah's she, yeah, she, favourites. She has a favourites list every year of things that she enjoys and, and likes, um, a list of favourite things. So I could be heavily influenced. You're still by a that. loyal Oprah fan. I am still a loyal Oprah fan. Well, thank you so much for joining us for oh, I think it's the fourth episode of Smart Casual, would you believe? Mum and I would be ever so grateful if you could leave us a five-star review, follow us on Apple and Spotify, and if you're on social media, a follow on Instagram. We are at Smart Casual the Podcast there. And we are also on TikTok, but you can find all those links in our Instagram bios. If you don't know what that is, ask your children, your daughter specifically, who may be listening. And we'll be back again next week in your ears and annoying the heck out of you. Adios, amigos. Uh, Bye, Charlotte. Be normal. Bye. <laughs> okay.